0: Welcome What's to Minding My everybody. Business. This is a platform we created for women who are wanting to elevate their business, their mindset, today. and their life. So if you want to catch these episodes live, tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Instagram now at Tanya C. Oliver, where each week I'll be interviewing a Hello. powerhouse guest. Hi. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation on coming um, being a guest on Minding My Business. I just I love what you're doing. You are a phenomenal human being, doing amazing things in the world. And so I just had to have you on.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be here today.
0: Yeah, so everybody, for those who know you or don't know you, Maya Korbick is a CPA, CA, specializing in teaching kids how to become freaking millionaires, (laughs) that's amazing, former CFO, auditor and tax accountant, and you also have some really amazing free stuff in your bio. So if you guys have not checked out her bio, you are more than generous of what you're offering people. And she also has a a millionaire mindset that you're doing right now. Did you guys already start?
1: No, we didn't. Actually, we start next week. So this is a perfect time to sign up. Um, There are some spots still available. So thank you so much for mentioning that. I really appreciate it. So, for any parents that want their kids to learn about money and becoming financially independent, we have kids workshops and we have uh, teen workshops. So, all that is uh, in my bio. There are links there.
0: I'm not even gonna lie. So, as an adult, adulting, um, there's a lot of reprogramming that needs to be done for adults. And one thing that I can say, as a coach and also a student, is that you just like I always, I was always saying, I was like. I wish there was like, like adult classes, but they spoke to me like a kid, you know, like you're, you don't like, you don't feel judged. You don't feel like you've done anything wrong. It's just like clean slate. Let's like rebuild the new and you know, this is a safe space. So I was like, what about adults can adults sign up? And like, like, do you have to be a kid? Because if you want to like relearn, I think it's great even for adults.
1: You know, it's so funny you say that because a lot of times I get parents and they're like, please teach me. And uh, a lot of them actually go through the stuff that I teach the kids. And then they uh, do it with their children. And some of them even, um, they say they kind of sit in the background when I'm teaching because they want to know these things because nobody ever taught them these things. But I think there's a lot of shame when it comes to money um, and, and guilt. And there shouldn't be any, but there is. Um, A really good friend of mine, she's on um, Instagram as well. Um, Her name is Michelle. She goes by, um, uh, oh gosh, what's her? I can't remember her Instagram handle. I feel so bad right now. Yeah, we'll put it in the comments. But she had a really good um, post one time and she said, you know, if somebody asked you, can you tap dance? And let's say you don't know how to tap dance. Nobody ever taught you. You would be just like, yeah, I don't know how to tap dance. But if somebody asks you, do you know how to invest? And do you know how your credit score um, is calculated? Mm -hmm. You would feel, most people feel ashamed saying, I have no idea. Yeah, And it's like, why do we feel ashamed about something that nobody has ever taught us? Most of us didn't learn this in school. And most of us did not learn this from our parents.
0: No, we actually learned like to not have these conversations. That's why I was like, when I found you, I was like, I wonder too, like, would it be weird if adults were like sitting in these or maybe like to start a class for adults that want to be, I know this isn't like demeaning or anything but, like, but treated like children. Like when I would go into the Apple store, I'm like, Hey, you guys talk to me like a kindergartner, please. Like you're not, I don't, you're not like putting me down. Like I literally like, it's a whole nother language for me. And so they were like, okay, now, like, here's number yeah. one and number two. And I was
1: like, okay, thank you. Yeah, it's, I feel like that when it comes to technology as well. Like, being an entrepreneur, I feel like every time I talk to people, like, you know, I, I, my website is being hosted by HostGator, and I call them up, and I'm like, okay, this is not working. What do I do? And they start telling me stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you're talking a different language. Talk to me like I'm a child. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's funny. It, it's for real though. I mean, and I think like you said, like shame is a big thing, but I want to start from the like rewind, like what, like this is just such an amazing thing that you're doing. And uh, and the whole thing like minding my business is like creating your own lane. And I, and I really believe you've done that because you just like, if you watch your posts and you see how you're describing things and even the energy that you're describing them in like energy speaks before like words so what my question to you is like what is this backstory of how you got into the line of work that you've pursued as a career today
1: so um well many people don't know this but i am a first generation immigrant from uh, war war-torn bosnia um i immigrated when i was 15 with my parents and my brother uh, we only had two suitcases and 50 dollars, so i lived in government shelters government housing um, but despite all that, like I did that traditional route um, you know went to school got the really good grades, got into one of the top universities I had a job with one of the top account for accounting firms um, and this is what you know my parents advised me to do, which is there's nothing wrong with this this is all they knew so um, I kind of did all that and I checked up all the boxes along the way um, but it was more that along that way I guess I taught myself how to become financially literate. I picked up some things from my ha- from my parents, but they could only teach me so much. And then um, I we became financially independent when I was 32. Like we paid off our mortgage, we paid off our um, th- debts, debts that we had, like student loans, car loans, whatnot. And uh, at that time, I realized that um, I was also doing some accounting on the side, and there were a lot of people that I was talking with. And it seemed like A lot of people were struggling with finances. A lot of it had to do with debt, but there were other aspects of personal finance that they were struggling with. And I thought about, I was like, well, how can we help these people? And I, and you know, the more I dug into this, like it was kind of like, okay, where did this come from? And it really came from childhood because nobody ever taught them about money. And at that time, my kids were four and two years old. And I was thinking, well, okay, nobody taught these people about money, but okay, what are my kids going to learn? So I looked into our school system and at the time, like now things have changed. Like this was 10 years ago when I was doing this. Mm -hmm. So I looked at what my kids were going to learn and I'm like, okay, well, they're not really going to learn much. So then I started teaching them and um, I realized that I really enjoyed doing this and I really didn't need my other job. So I kind of, I quit that. And as I started teaching my own kids, um, other people wanted me to teach their kids. And prior to the pandemic, I used to actually go to schools and I would do actual live workshops. Um, I would also teach, well, I would teach parents to teach kids. So I had workshops for parents. Um, but after the pandemic, I couldn't go into schools anymore. So now I'm doing it online, which is even better, I guess, because I can reach more, um, more people.
0: Mm-hmm. That That's amazing. I mean, I always think like, I say like, you know, if you don't, um, even with this line of work, like if you haven't found the solution, you have to create it. And that's where a lot of like entrepreneurs, I like, can create something where it's like, you're looking for an answer for something that you haven't been able to find. And you're like, you know what, I'm just going to like create my own lane and right. teach other people. Like it's not as complicated as we think. And yeah, so it's, that's- it's
1: really not. I think, um, a lot of people have fear and sometimes people tell me, and I'm talking about smart people. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and most people are smart, they can, everybody can comprehend this, but I'm talking like, here's a perfect example. Like I have a friend, she's an optometrist, super smart lady, went to school for so many years, but she tells me every time I start talking about money, or even if she sees my posts, she says she gets anxious mm-hmm. because I'm talking about money and it shouldn't be, it's really not that complicated and it shouldn't make people feel that way.
0: Yeah. But yeah, you know, like it happens said, like, The shame, you know, like the shame or like you should feel bad that you don't know that how to do this at your age, you know, but you're right. Like if we're not taught, like why, why can we not, you, you brought up a really great point. Like why if somebody asked you about tap dancing, you're like, no, I don't know how to tap dance because on wasn't taught, but like, what do you know about money or messing? I don't know about money. I'm, I don't really know, you know, right, right. So, that I feel like the the energy the like the emotions can really block us but speaking of that like you're making it sound like it was just such a smooth transitional process and maybe that was for you but I mean you you seem like you've been doing this work for you know you said 10 years ago has it been a 10-year journey
1: it has been a 10-year journey and it definitely was not a smooth one okay well (laughs)
0: let me ask you this then because I'm like you're just kind of making it sound, you know, like people like make these stories of like, the becoming, like, so smooth. But like, these are not the conversations that I really want. To, I want to like, get
1: people
0: can have like, know, like, okay, we're all in this together here. So let me ask you this. What did you have to? Um, what did you have to overcome? In order to like, become, like who you are today, like for this journey of what you've created, like, what are some things that you had to personally overcome? in order to become who you are today?
1: Oh, wow, I I think there were so many things, my goodness. Um, Starting with me being an immigrant, um, you know, you always feel like you don't really have a place. Um, And it's like, who am I to come and tell other people what to do with their kids? Um, my accent, I can't lose this accent. I came, you know, I immigrated when I was 15. I try everything. I still mix things up and I say things funny, especially like I am on Instagram. I have a lot of followers on Instagram and it's, it's really hard for me to put myself out there. Like I know sometimes I'll say things and they sound weird in my head. They sound fantastic. but when <laughs> I say them. I'm like, my kids laugh. They correct me, but I'm just like, I have to put myself out there. People will make fun of me. People will say, oh, she sounds illiterate but like I have a message and the bottom line is there's a message there like maybe I'll mess up some words maybe grammatically I'll say something that's incorrect but at the end of the day there's a message that I'm trying to give to people and whoever is interested they will absorb it they will take it and run with it and others will whatever they'll make fun of me and that's okay that's you know I can't control that um the big part of it too has been this is a really hard one, like sales, my gosh, like trying to like tell people like I have a quality product here. Um, you know, here it is. I'm not like a salesy kind of person. I was, and this goes back to that money mindset and like, well, you know, money mindset is really the core of everything that I teach. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, it was very difficult, like just even promoting this Um, and, you know, going into school. So I would give a lot of stuff for free at the beginning. I've done so many freebies. But the thing about freebies is like, when you do stuff for free, people don't take you seriously. Yeah, And uh, they just think it's like, it's not worth their time. So, um, so it's been very challenging, you know, um, kind of feeling my own worth and saying, I know what I'm talking about. And I can I have, you know, I can help you get the results to where you want, you know, like, I can help you get to the end point where you want to go with you and your child.
0: Yeah, that's, you know, I'm thank you so much for being so authentic and transparent, because these are the conversations like I thrive on. And because it's it's the facts for every human being is like self worth and self value. And you know why we're not doing things but to have that awareness that you have had to like the overcoming to become you know it's not just like a lot of trash and like just think 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 like there's blocks that get in our way and unless we are honest and aware about them we can't truly move forward like right so forward so right Thank you for saying that. I just want to say thank you because like, it's literally the core, the value, the worth. I literally had a conversation and I had a meeting with somebody that generates like a lot of money, like (laughs) eight figures, we'll say. Um, And they just wanted to do things for free. I was like, you're missing the fact. It's not that you don't need any more money. It's the matter of fact that people aren't going to value the content as much as if even if you charge like a low ticket item.
1: Yeah. And, and that's what I've started doing. Like for some of the, um, like I do have a membership club and I charge a small amount of money for it just because I want to make it affordable to anybody in the world. Because I, um, you know, I know that there are people from third world countries, but it's even affordable for them. But I think you have to charge for some of these services because if you don't, uh, I, and I, I've tested this, I would say at least hundred times, if not more, I've given stuff for free. And sometimes people don't even show up. I charge money. People show up. They love it. They give me five star reviews. And it's like, and you know what? Also, I think we do the service to ourselves when we don't charge for something that it's like, you're putting yourself down, like on some subconscious level. Mm -hmm. um, There is this, um, this lesson of like, am I worthy enough? and will people pay for it mm-hmm. and like I don't, it's really deep you have to dig yeah. deep and it's like why am I doing this you know why do I feel uncomfortable charging for this and a lot of it has to do with the way we were brought up and so when it comes to money especially uh, money mindset is literally like the, the, the cornerstone of financial literacy like we've all grown up in a certain environment that has shaped who we are and how we think about money. So it would be like things we heard about money uh, when we're growing up. Like, what did our parents say? And then what did they do? And then did any emotional incidents occur around money? You know, did our parents argue about money? Or um, like in my case, I feel like I grew up in society um, because, you know, it was communist at the time and socialist. And it was almost like you should Give and get everything for free. And God forbid you charge for something, you are sleazy and you are... Um, Horrible. Yeah, like what kind of person are you? You should Horrible. give that for free. Yeah. And it was... Yeah, I still struggle with it. I really do. Yeah. So, I mean, we Everybody. all know... Yeah, we all have our own limiting beliefs. Yeah, so we need <laughs>
0: to earner this eight figure earner. I'm having conversations like, why would you not charge to fast track people for your knowledge? That's going to change their life. Like, I feel bad. I'm making enough money. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I think social media is for like, this is all free for you guys. And it's con- like contributing back, like all your posts are free. And that's just building up trust, credibility, value, like anything else, even if it's like $7, you know, like needs to be charged.
1: (laughs) Something. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there are a lot of social media um, influencers. uh, I wouldn't call them influencers. I'm just going to call them personal finance educators out there. And they're putting out some amazing content. And, um, and all of it is for free and it takes a long time to create some of that content. Um, And, you know, if you're looking for great accounts, you can just, you know, follow some of the accounts that I follow. I have too many people in there. I need to clean that up a little bit, but there are some amazing financial educators out there that are just giving out all this content for free. So if you want free, like it's there. But I think um, for us who are content creators, for sure, like, we we need to know our worth. We need to um, Mm kind of step up and charge for that, right? But it's hard. It is really hard. I struggle with it a lot.
0: I always say, like, it's hard until it's not, right? It's, like, hard until it becomes, like, a little lighter. And then it becomes a little lighter. Unless we're constantly, like, putting ourselves in uncomfortable positions to, like, then take, like, you know, your five figures to six figures or six figures to seven figures, then of course it's harder because it's newer. So, you know, I, I feel it's like if you're lifting, like if you work out and you're doing like five pounds, eventually five pounds isn't so heavy anymore. Right. But the 10 pounds is, but then 10 pounds isn't so heavy. Like if you keep doing it month after month, but I mean, I guess there's, I mean, you're the expert in this. So I'm like, I just think it's so fascinating. I love having these conversations. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, to, to your point, you know, I just want to mention this. So I, this summer, I actually, um, made a post on my Instagram, how my kids make 40 bucks an hour. Okay. Uh, but they don't, they don't work full-time or part-time, but it was just, the post was about how they managed to make 40 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. And what this was essentially is, um, my, my next door neighbor, um, a young professional who doesn't have time to cut his grass, just kind of let his grass grow. And uh, it was really, really tall. And so some of the neighbors wanted to call the city on him. And I just, you know, took the opportunity to, took this opportunity to talk to my kids. And I said, well, guys, you already cut our grass. Why don't you offer your services to him? So I prepped them how they should talk to him, how they should try to uh, sell their service, what to say and you know if he we also did some research to figure out what are the going rates for that kind of lot um and then you know if he wanted to negotiate like okay prep them for negotiation so all that and anyway so they went over there and they got the gig so they they make 40 bucks an hour it takes them less than an hour um this is like if one person is working on it right so yeah. it, together they finish it in half an hour anyhow uh but there was a lot of there were a lot of comments, like negative comments on, on Instagram, like, Oh, you know, what are you teaching your kids? Like you're putting down people that actually, um, you know, because I was comparing that to, because both of my kids are teenagers to how some of their friends are working for minimum wage. And I was just trying to say, I'm not putting anybody down. I used to work for minimum wage. I'm just trying to shift their way of thinking. I don't want them to think like me that I only have to get what's given to me like I'm a teenager and all I can earn my earning potential is capped at the minimum wage for all the teenagers. Well, that's not true. Mm -hmm. My earning potential is whatever I want it to be. So it could be 40 bucks an hour. It could be more than that. Um, you know, I could like, or for my, my kids, like they're happy with 40 bucks that they get. But, um, if they wanted to expand this business, they could have gone to like other neighbors and, you know, ask, to do the same kind of thing. So I, I just, I want my kids and other people's kids to think differently. Um, so, you know, we're talking about charging money and I, and I want them to feel comfortable charging for what they do because, um, as I said, like we, we've researched how much it costs for the lawn to be cut in our area. And it was 40 bucks an hour. And you know, if these big companies can charge that much, who's to say that a teenager cannot? Mm -hmm. Why is it that like my, I know that my teenager can do an amazing job cutting that grass. And if I was to compare that, that actual quality of work to what uh, a company does, it's the same quality. So why wouldn't the teenager charge the same amount of money? Why wouldn't they make 40 bucks an hour? I want them to think that way.
0: Yeah, opportunities. Yeah. These and expansion. I noticed as I was looking, like, at some of the charts, you teach, like, multiple things. Like, you mentioned just recently, like, um, developing life skills on negotiation, developing... Um, you know, the prep work to build confidence by like doing your research, like, like not just going up and making up numbers, but seeing like what's the going rate. So, you're teaching them like very valuable life skills to be successful for their future,
1: right? That's kind yeah. of how,
0: you know, I'm looking at it, but even, um, so you mentioned even something about like, um, I've got like a gazillion questions, like, like one at a time, Tanya. <laughs> when, when okay so say they get comfortable in this we, we kind of talked about it a second ago about like it's hard until it's not right or it's hard until it becomes a little less harder um when they like say they get comfortable when you teach or do you teach this when um a child is or a kid or adult in your courses when they like become you know like feeling pretty confident in a certain skill set like how to pivot into a a bigger opportunity in their mind because it's one thing I realized like and I'm sure you can see the same I see with I used to see it myself right I'm aware of it now but I'll see something of me just like thinking one way and then I'll get like comfortable because I've adjusted and then it's time to like grow more and it's like okay putting yourself in another position for your growth I guess right.
1: Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. So, um, so my courses are, um, I guess too short. Technically, this is why I believe that financial literacy education should be in our schools. Because if it was, let's say, from kindergarten all the way to grade twelve, you would be able to progress through those kind of, um, through through that kind of thinking and and that evolution, right? Like as you you change as a character, you change, your mindset changes when it comes to earning money. Um, but what I teach and I try to squeeze as much as I can, because my workshops are typically one hour per day for like five days. Right. Um, so my, my goal is to, uh, talk to my students and tell them about the possibilities and opportunities that are out there and kind of like trigger their curiosity as well as almost amaze them with like things that they can potentially do so that hopefully that ignites something in them so that they can um, take that next step and and do some of those things. Um, so, but I did have, like, I remember, this was years ago, but I, I was teaching this lunchtime workshop. This was actually in person prior to COVID. And I remember teaching them about the cash flow quadrant. And maybe some of you don't know what that is. And I can probably explain it later. But um, I was teaching, like, there's different ways of earning money. And this is like, to me it was like such a cool cool lesson I'm like you know and anyways this one kid from grade eight he was so sweet he's like okay Miss Maya thank you for teaching me this but I really just like I don't want to make that kind of money I just want to be an employee and I just want to do my nine to five and I'm good and I Mm -hmm. said I was actually shocked to be honest but I was like you know what Derek thank you for telling me that but at least you know that there are all these opportunities available to you. So if one day you get tired of your nine to five, then hopefully you will remember what I taught you. And maybe, you know, you can take advantage of some of those opportunities.
0: Mm, Yeah. And and I feel like that's, you know, and for this actually triggers something back to the beginning of what you were saying, is that, you know, you're talking about what inspired you to get into this line of work and, you know, why you're so passionate about it. Cause typically there's always a personal story behind the career that somebody chooses. And, um, you mentioned like, you know, you picked up a few things from your parents, but they weren't capable of showing you what they were not. And this kind of goes to the story that you're telling right now is like, he was probably programmed to think like that. And, yeah i mean and i think this this comes back even to like parents that are enrolling their children into something like this it's like you can't teach what you're not right it's an action it's not it's not a conversation it's a it's a being
1: it's a being and i think it's also i mean you have to be surrounded by it Mm -hmm. um like it's really interesting because when I became a CPA and as I said, I had some of my own clients on the side and I remember doing people's taxes and just being absolutely floored how much money some professions were making, let's say trades,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, you know, in comparison to professionals like CPAs and lawyers and doctors and, uh, Or like, you know, I remember seeing how much some people were making money and they were not working that much. And I remember, um, you know, being an accountant in the public field is um, for all of those who are doing it. They know it's not nine to five job. It's like five to nine. And so, yes, you know, it looks glossy on the surface, but you're like we're all working crazy hours so when you divide that salary by the number of hours you're working you're making very little like you're making mcdonald's salary right Uh, but it looks prestigious and um i just remember doing people's taxes and i was like wow i have this backwards like here i am like working like crazy and my kids were little i don't have much time to spend with them and here's somebody else who did not finish all the schooling that I finished, but they're killing it out there and they have a ton of free time. Mm-hmm. And so this is a very difficult concept to grasp. Um, but it's, um, you know, once you see this, as you said, like I, I couldn't even comprehend that until I, my, my, I had an experience with something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once I started seeing, I saw more and more of that. And I think that sort of gave me the courage to, to quit my job at the time and try doing something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to teach my kids and my, my students as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, that's what I actually really also admired about you is it's not that you just decided like, hey, let me like learn how to do this because this is a pain point, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like self-education is – actually sometimes better because most of the time when you're doing self education, you're kind of unlearning. <laughs> um, and so I, what I love though, is that you actually have the experience, you have the credentials, you, you um, fulfilled a role, a role for years. How many years did you do CPA work and accounting eight, work?
1: Uh, eight years. I no, actually, ten forever. ten years. Two years at a small firm, and then eight years at a, a big firm. Yeah, okay. so ten years.
0: Well, actually, you're gonna. It's a life skill anyway, so you probably just gonna do it forever because you could look at your <laughs> own stuff.
1: No, it's been it's been great. I mean, I'm not on top of tax stuff. I also used to do um, taxes. Uh, I'm not on like top of you know like meaning like I don't really like if somebody gave me to do their tax. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot. Um, I think it's more that I learned certain skills. Um, Working in that kind of environment is very stressful. Like you're putting out fires all the time. You're dealing with unknowns all the time. Like each day is very different. Um, Mm -hmm. And so um, I've learned, I felt like that prepared me for what I'm doing right now.
0: Hey, it's Tanya. I'm calling a quick timeout intermission huddle. So bring it in. I'm personally inviting you to our inner circle, it's our monthly VIP meet up with other achievers just like us. Each week I'm teaching everything you're going to need in order to be successful to step into the most elite version of yourself. I'm going to break this down play by play, the tools, the systems, the strategies, everything you're going to need in order to operate at higher levels mentally, physically, emotionally and energetically look, we're in a season where the idea of full potential just isn't cutting it anymore. It's time to really be it now. So click the link in the show notes, and I'll see you in the inner circle. Peace. Yeah, which is entrepreneurship. It's just every different category of that but I think it's a good uh, pivotal question is um, dealing with the high demands because people just see the glossy stuff. You mentioned the word glossy. So I I think that's a great word, like people see the glossy, they see the the forefront, but they don't see the back end work that all the preparation that it took to, like, put the forefront work together, you know, it's like the work behind the work. And so what um, life skills do you personally turn to that allow you to operate at peak performance when there are many fires going on, and it's really nobody else's, you know, you're not projecting that out into your students or your online community or anything like that? So I think being an entrepreneur
1: and I think most entrepreneurs can agree with this. There are fires all the time. There are fires burning even right now in the background. You guys can't see them. Okay. Um, there are so many fires. It's just ridiculous. Um, and, uh, you know, and actually like I used to work as a CFO of a private school and we always used to joke where like, man, we make this look really, really good. But if only people knew what happens in the background. So that's really what it is. It's like, it's just trying to be that swan, you know? Have you ever seen a swan? Like they just glide nicely Mm -hmm. on the surface, but their little feet are working very, very hard. Yeah. But, and I think it's about being real. Personally, for me, the skills are trying to prioritize, like really trying to figure out, okay, like what do I really need to get done today? Um, And, you know, also um, being realistic about how long it will take. Uh, That's one thing I'm struggling with still. Um, And then trying to remember what my goals are. You know, each month I set some goals and then I'm kind of like, okay, does this really align with my goals? Yes or no. And do I really need to be doing this? Um, If I don't need to be doing it, can somebody else do it or should I just like cut it? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's hard because I, you know, it's easier said than done. And Mm -hmm. I try to simplify. I think simplicity isn't it Steve Jobs that said the simplicity is the most beautiful thing or something along those lines. Um, so I think the more we complicate things, um, the harder it is to, 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 to do anything.
0: Mm. Well, what so. are some of your, um, I, I think these are phenomenal like answers. I mean, your answers. So there's a, clearly they're correct answers. There's no wrong answer, but like, I want to get a little bit deeper because like, there's a person behind the business. There's a person behind the roles of, you know, um, mother and I, believe you're married. I saw that. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: 17 years.
0: Behind like, you know, friend, like there's a a person, a human being that's required to operate at high levels with the more responsibilities uh, that you've taken on and the roles that you've chosen to take on. But like, what are your personal, like non-negotiables that keep you like mentally sharp and in good energy and in good spirit, like those type of like self-care practice practices.
1: Yeah, those are really important. Like I know, and I've, I've always been this way. Like I know when I get out of balance, <laughs> I'm not a nice person. I tend to be a nice person. I really try my hardest. But um, you know when they say like when your cup is empty and you, you can't pour to anybody else. So I'm totally that person. Um, so I know, and I'm a workaholic and I love what I do. I could be working on it all day, every day. But what happens when I work on it all day, every day, um, I notice that, A, I'm not spending quality time with my kids or with my husband, um, like, if I'm not exercising. I find, like, exercise for me is so important. Um, I love running, and I feel like I need to get this energy, like, negative energy out, right? There's a lot of negative energy because I'm putting out fires every day, and it's kind of like, okay, like, really, are we doing this again? Or like, oh my God, I can't believe so-and-so did this, right? So it's kind of like, instead of being angry with that person, it's like, let's go for a run. Let's run this off. Um, I do want to get more into meditation. I'm not very good at that. But um, I think the meditation can help clear things and just kind of, you know, uh, make things a little bit more um, clear. I do meditate when I do yoga, but that's kind of... Yeah. Um, I will
0: say though, to like bust the misbelief about meditation, everybody thinks like meditation's to quiet the mind. Like, no, exercise helps with that. Meditation is just to kind of step out of the reaction mode of your thoughts. So you're still going to have all the thoughts there, but you're not going to be like intertwined in them. So just to not like make, cause everybody thinks like meditation, then you're like, Oh, I suck at it. And then I, maybe I'm not going to do it. Cause I, it's so hard, but like, no meditation, that's meditation. Like, it's just, right. So yeah. I feel like, you know, don't give up. It's worth
1: it. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's important. I think Just for me personally, it's important to be more balanced in my life, like having making sure I see my friends, making sure like making sure that the work does not take over, even though I love what I do, but it can become very, very stressful. Um, And then, as I said, I know it. I know it when I'm snappy, when I'm, you know, just like I can I can feel it. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? People around me are the people that I love the most. They don't deserve to see me this way. So need to disconnect. I need to get my sleep. That's a huge one. If I'm one of those people, I know there are people out there that are running on five or six hours of sleep. Not for me. Sorry. I I try. It doesn't work. So, um, yeah.
0: It doesn't for anybody. Eventually everything's going to get caught up with you. It might be a year (laughs) later. It might be a few months. It might be five years. Eventually all of those things of self neglect are going to catch up with you. Like, even Kevin Hart said that in his book, The Decision, he's like, you know, he used to say, I don't have time to sleep, I don't have time to train, I don't have time to eat, like, he realized eventually he crashed, you know, like, all, like, so, yeah, it's everybody. But that's why I like having these conversations, because there's a lot of people that just are getting into entrepreneurship, or maybe that have been in there, and they're seasonal, and they still haven't, you know, like, there's success patterns for every single person that has created their own lane and you know there's no like course book to this stuff
1: <laughs> no I mean I wish there was um but I feel like I learned so much from other entrepreneurs um when clubhouse uh, came into existence during the pandemic I was I was one of the like I spent so much time on it because I there were a lot of interesting people on it a lot of um I guess, entrepreneurs of like seven and eight figure businesses. And it was really interesting listening to them because um, it's the stuff that nobody really talks about, but we need to talk about it. We need to understand it and we need to be transparent and honest about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how we can, you know, move out of it faster. We pretend it doesn't exist and it just builds up to a point where it harms us or we end up harming others, you know, with our words, our actions, our behaviors. And so, yeah, I love these conversations. Thank you. (laughs) I love having these honest conversations because this is really for you guys. This is for you guys watching and to engage in, you know, if you guys have any questions, like feel free to ask them below. Um, We'll take a look at them. Definitely we'll pay attention to them um as far as like what would you say like your non-negotiables are you talked about things that help you reconnect when you're feeling when you're feeling like not yourself or you know that like work has kind of taken over you it's easy to go down that rabbit hole especially when you're so passionate about your projects and about what you're creating because it's you're you're creating it's literally like giving birth to like a creation of something. And then it's like in a baby phase and then it becomes in a toddler phase and it's like has its different phases. (laughs) and You know, sometimes it needs a lot of attention. Sometimes it needs less, but what are some of your like daily habits and and rituals that you feel have really been significant game changers in your business and in your life and um, overall in just your mindset?
1: Um, I would say the negotiables are definitely spending time with my kids. Like, Um, making sure I see them when they go to school, making sure I see them when they come back and understand like, you know, what happened in their day, like that connection with my kids is non-negotiable, especially because now they're teenagers and they will be leaving home soon. So I only have limited amount of time with them and I will always have the time to work on my business. I will not have this time with my kids. Um, i that's a big one I um, I think I wouldn't say it's non-negotiable but I really strive every day just to get outside for a walk if I can exercise at least a walk I find it clears my mind or it'll, uh, sometimes I do it by myself or if my husband's available we like to just kind of go together talk about our day um, I usually vent a lot since we're being very honest um, he's like a therapist <laughs> and uh, he listens to it all. He's been listening to my career issues since like we got married. So yes, he, uh, he deserves an award for that. Um, but uh, we're very different personalities too. Like he's more kind of introverted and I'm the one that I actually, I really, I think when we talk about what's non-negotiable or how you asked me earlier, how do I cope? I think we all have to figure out what kind of person we are. I don't like to keep things bottled. It's just not who i am like if i do it like it i don't know i think it it would probably explode i'm not sure what would happen i just have to let it out so i release it i talk about
0: it i
1: cry i cry a lot (laughs) i'm very
0: honest about it many people have seen that's cellular memory releasing but let's be let's be transparent here i mean if you're not letting it out in some way you're numbing or suppressing it with medication
1: yeah. So for me, I mean, a lot of times like people are like, "Oh my God, you're crying." I'm like, "No, no, no! It's a good thing I'm crying. Like, I feel so much better after. We're good. Let's go. Let's keep going, right?" But if I held on to that, then I'm constantly holding on to that until I let go. Like I personally have to let go. Um, so it's like talking about it. I cried out. I'm good, and I don't. Like ever since I was a kid, everybody's like, aren't you embarrassed that you're crying? I'm like, well, not really. Like, I don't, I, I haven't been embarrassed. I don't know. Maybe I should be, but I'm like, meh. I try but, not to cry like in front of yes. too many people, but it happens, right? I like-
0: feel like that's almost like the same thing of going back to the beginning of our conversation where it's like, we are taught to be ashamed if we have an unhealthy relationship around money. Like, it's almost the same concept as, like, you should be ashamed because you're sad, but you can't be ashamed if you're happy. Like, yeah, it's, like, all-taught behavior. Who made these rules up anyway?
1: Yeah, who made these rules?
0: (laughs) I think that's a cool thing, though, about, like, um, about what you do is it's, like, you create your rules, and then you get to teach, like, our future generation how to also create the rules because it's, like, they are the ones that are going to make up the rules. They are going to be changing the rules. They're going to be changing, you know, so at least like do what makes you happy. But I I have noticed that I know even for myself and like my clients and students and people that I see to be success because success leads clues is that like daily habits and rituals and routines are one of the hybrids to operating at higher levels and peak performance. And so you mentioned a few of your non-negotiables, but what are some of your daily habits that that are like a big contribution to you constantly growing and evolving and expanding?
1: I try to um, stick to my to-do list, but I prioritize. So that first thing that's there on the to-do list is kind of like my priority. So I try, it doesn't always work, but I really try hard to just take care of that first thing in the morning. Uh, Big thing is I don't, I really, um, I don't watch news in the morning. I don't read news in the morning. Um, I stay away from social media. Um, I actually use social media primarily for business. I really, to me, I'm like my friends and my family that I, Uh, who are on social media, I follow up with them in real life. Like I don't use social media for personal purposes. Like it's just for business. Mm -hmm. Um, So that kind of like that start to my morning is really important. Like I don't do social media. I don't do news. Um, I try to journal. It helps me. Um, I try to, you know, watch something funny. Um, I try to be positive. Uh, I stay away from drama. (laughs) I, uh, um, yeah, I think I'm, you know, I'm I'm being very careful about what affects, like what I let in, if that makes any sense. Because also like sometimes, like just recently we had something that happened that involved my kids um, and I had to deal with it and it wasn't a pleasant experience, uh, but I could tell that it was impacting my work. Um, So sometimes when these negative situations happen, we have to deal with them. Um, And so they kind of affect your energy, they affect your mood, they affect your concentration, focus on work. And so I'm kind of like, okay, well, I have to deal with this, but let's make it as swift as possible so that I can focus on delivering value to my students and to everybody else who's following
0: me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, those are facts. I, I think a lot of times like we... But I mean, even like the things that like, say, like our past mess cleanups, right? Like say, um, I know right now, I'm pretty transparent with everybody at, at this point. I feel like when you're transparent, you're free. I mean, if you're going through a situation or a very vulnerable space or a dark space, like, you know, don't share it with people until you've overcome it. But one thing is, you know, past mess of ignorance of messing up my credit, you know, and still and once you mess that up, it doesn't land like a quick fix.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: you know? It's yeah. a, it's a process. And so there's a forgiveness phase where and I think this all ties into to this as well as like forgiving the past version of you that had made that that mess. But if you don't go back and clean it up, it's forever going, like you said, to affect your work affect your performance affect your and all those little things that we allow to pile up they constantly build up build up build up and that's what creates our like disease our depression our anxiety our all those mental things so sometimes it's an urgent thing like you're saying but like to have that self-awareness and like well and I have to stop what I'm doing let me go back let me like handle this and then all this stuff will still be here
1: Yeah, I I think it's really, that's really important, as you said, like, um, certain things that don't give us peace, um, it's really important to deal with them. And um, I don't know, I really, I I value my peace. Uh, I don't want anything disturbing it. So whether it's a situation at work, whether it's a situation with a family member or a friend or whatever, um, I think it's important to just deal with that as swiftly as possible, like coming from a kind place, you know, being understanding and, and all that, but just kind of like, okay, let's, let's deal with this, figure out what the best solution is so that we can move on to the rest of our lives and enjoy it. Like, I don't want to hang on to this. Like, it's like anchors. I don't know. Emotionally, uh, energetically, like i feel those. And that's probably why I'm a crier too. I just like, I, I like to be a little bit lighter. It makes me feel lighter when I deal with these kind of things, you know, but as you said, like with credit, so many people have messed up their credit. And that's one thing that I teach kids, especially teenagers. Um, I teach them how important it is to, um, properly manage their credit and that credit cards and debt are not necessarily bad. It's just that we need to learn how to manage them properly. So um, a lot of them will go off to university or college. And what is happening, well, what has been happening for many, many years is that um, these financial, uh, sorry, these educational institutions have a lot of booths set up by financial uh, institutions that will give out credit cards to our 18-year-olds you know, in exchange for a T-shirt or something like that. And um, so in addition with a T-shirt or like, I remember I got my first credit card with a CD. They gave me a a free CD and they said, you know, here's a credit card. Um, So a lot of people get themselves in trouble because they don't know how to manage that credit card. And that's why it's really important to talk to our kids about it.
0: Honestly, like you said that, and I had a memory pop up. I'm like, when I was like, I got my first credit card when I was in college and I've been... I've never, and of course, I take personal responsibility, don't get me wrong, there's the internet, I can self-educate, I could have asked for help, but like, yeah, you like literally have been set up to fail from the very beginning, you know, like from the very beginning, and then we, if we don't go back, and we don't look at that, I'm like, wait a second, where did it first start, and then, yeah, so you're right, you're right on that, I'm like, ah, they got me. (laughs) <laughs> that's how
1: it started for most people. Actually, most people that um, have, that spoke with me, I don't have data on this. Um, it would be actually interesting if somebody, you know, did some research on this. But most of the parents that spoke with me about credit cards and debt mentioned that that's kind of how they got themselves in debt trouble. They started off with getting that first credit card in university or college.
0: Yeah, yeah, they should literally. I mean, well, I mean, they don't care because they want your money, but those are facts of like how, but even think about that, but think about this too, right? So I, I love where we're going with this. I mean, this whole conversation, there's so many like different questions I can ask, but because I very value you, your time, and the audience, we keep this to an hour max. But like, think about anything in life when we do something and our first experience does set us up to fail. And then we've created a belief around it and shame and judgment. And then where, how does this cycle break?
1: I think that, yeah, I think the cycle only breaks with self-education. But before self-education, I think we need to come to a realization that we need to change, right? And, but that's only part of the puzzle it's kind of like okay we need to change and then the next part is doing the work and so you know we have to put in the time and the effort and dedication to make that change
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and I know like the of course the more adults you become the more roles you take on the more responsibilities then you kind of like you know like we talked about kind of like push it down push it down push it down and we don't realize like the psychological damage over time and then pouring that back into, you know, never really dealing with it. And then by being showing our children, like you gave that example of that one, um, eighth grader that's like, I just want to work a nine to five to have like security because practically that's like what you're saying. Like, I mean, if you're going to say you want to work to 95. That's pretty much because either one, as you mentioned earlier, you don't think there's any other option or number two, we're just doing it for the reason of feeling like safe and secure. I don't know. Are there any other reasons? This is. I think
1: he said to me that he thought the other stuff was too much work. (laughs) So I was like, okay. (laughs) I mean, you know, even when you work nine to five, it it can be a lot of work if you are, I mean, it just depends on what kind of employee you are. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of employees actually really care about the quality of work that they produce and they put in a lot of hours and effort into that work so yeah. is it better you know there's no better or worse it's just like what yeah. do people want to do i mean maybe some people want to give that time to somebody else and put that poor day time and energy into somebody else's company or maybe they want to build something for themselves it, yeah. and again like there's no better answer like is this better or that it's just kind of like whatever works for you
0: right. and it's true and i listen i'm not bashing nine to five because like i have a team and i'm so grateful for my girls but i also give them freedom like hey if you want to work whatever hours as long as these jobs get done like i'm giving you freedom but you also like we've got like a mission to fulfill and so um i think working for comp- like we're a team you know and so like as long as you have like Yeah. But it's everything's work. (laughs)
1: Like, yeah, everything is work. Exactly.
0: Everything is work. You just gotta be, um, you mentioned earlier, like know your core values, your core values. Uh, you mentioned a key word is you value your peace.
1: Yeah. That's huge to me.
0: I, and I, and I love this and this is, I mean, I think everybody, like at, at the end of the day, like what else is there? Peace, happiness, love. Um, I think at the fulfillment, isn't that really what we really think certain things people places are gonna bring us? Right? Yes.
1: So if so I, my
0: question, because I, you know, I know, I can't even believe it's like been almost an hour. But if you were to leave, um, everybody watching now watching the replay, one thing that they can apply like every single day um, that you know will create an impact in their life? And it can be like a mental mindset, money mindset. It could be a, a life skill. It could be whatever you feel is, is going to be that one thing. What do you think that one thing would be um, for somebody to, to take with them that's going to make some form of an impact in their life? I that's think the- –
1: yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, so for me, I would, for actually, I would say for, that would be um, taking small steps, knowing what your goal is, but taking small steps each day to get there. Being better than you were yesterday, just by a little bit. Uh, one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits by James, James Clear, and he talks about that. Um, And it's not easy. It seems like, oh, it's so easy to do that, but it's actually not. There are days when you're just like, you know what, I'm tired. I really don't feel like doing this. Um, But I know that for me, that's been one thing that has worked. And, um, And I tell that to my kids too. So it's just like little incremental steps, but over a long period of time, they actually add up to something bigger and they help you reach your goals. And and to be patient, to reach those goals. I think we live in this impatient society. Like I get a lot of comments from people, uh, you know, everybody, like not everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people are just like they want to be instantaneously rich. Um, it doesn't work like that. Or they want like instant results, like no instant results. Sorry, people, it doesn't work. Um, and I, I kind of, we all know that, but we don't know that, you know?
0: I think we we know that, but we don't want to believe it because of the amount of information out there isn't necessarily always the truth. And that's why I wanted to create this platform to have other amazing women on here and to celebrate you, to celebrate what you're doing, um, to have a real conversation. I mean, I have questions, but it's not like scripted, you know, I just... And that's what it's for, to give people, make people feel maybe a little less bad about themselves and know we're all in this together. There's no like exact way of doing it right. And, you know, what they can take with them to feel more capable and, and uh, confident to move ahead. Because I think sometimes just having that one conversation or hearing you say something gave somebody some inspiration or the motivation they needed when they might have today quit. Right. You know, and I think that's what the world needs more is that just like hope or like a success story or sharing something of value to get people to go. And so with that, thank you so much for just so much value, um, an authentic conversation. And uh, hopefully you all watching today got a lot of value from Maya today, um, just great conversation. I I love this conversation. It's something I'm still working on overcoming some of this stuff from, you know, limiting beliefs, false false belief systems, and, uh, you know, just constantly important conversations. And thank you for what you're doing for our future generations. And Mm -hmm. you guys go see Maya's, uh, she's got a money mindset. You guys are launching the end of this month.
1: So, yeah, so we have a money mindset uh, workshops. We're launching, um, well, actually, the, the registration is already open, but the classes are starting for teenagers and kids uh, next week. So, the link, the registration link is in my bio. So, everybody can sign up. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you have any questions, let me know. But thank you so much, Tanya, for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate this opportunity.
0: Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing maybe in the future you'll start something for us adults (laughs) but if not adults can still register as with their kids and kind of participate in the background right
1: yeah well that's what they do like they don't you know you don't see them in the videos but a lot of them said they were kind of like sitting there and just observing everything and learning Mm -hmm. so (laughs) i think it
0: helped (laughs) Well, we all need what you're doing. And thank you so much. And um, we are going to be saving this. So drop your comment below on what you found a most value from today and what you're going to apply moving forward. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us on Minding My Business where we're here to just share golden information and insight on how to elevate your business, your mindset, and your life. Until next Tuesday, bye. Bye, Tanya. (laughs) Bye, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you hanging out with us today. If you found value in this episode, subscribe and share with your business besties. Head over to TanyaCOliver.com and claim your free thank you gift. Remember, you deserve to look, feel, and live life as your most elite self.